Welcome back to Trust God Bro, episode three. Today we have Jonah the Knox with us. I'm really excited about this episode because it doesn't matter where you've been, you've been quarantining and inevitably you have been with your family, maybe just for a short time or maybe for a long time. Maybe you've just been in your uh, room this whole time and shut yourself off from the whole world and you're covered in, you know, Cheetos and blankets. But anyways, I think this will be a good episode because... Personally, um, families are have shaped us into who we are, and we've gone through past and things that sometimes it's hard to work through. So anyways, today I have Jonah. So if you want to introduce yourself and give us a little bit of background on where you're at in life right now and maybe some of your hobbies or whatever. and Yeah, so hi, my name is Jonah Knox. Uh, I am currently 20. I just turned 20. Currently, I am out of school, and I am going for real estate for Illinois. I also do photography and enjoy swimming and surfing and snowboarding. Sweet. Yeah, no. So for me, like my family, uh, just to give you a background, I have an older brother and then two younger sisters. Yeah. So if you want to talk about kind of your story, Jonah. So Jonah, some background, Jonah's um, adopted. And I think so that's kind of the main reason why I wanted him to be on here, because uh, talking about being adopted have, helps play a really specific and good role for helping us understand what it means to be adopted in God's family. So, and yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as Dayton said, I was adopted. Um, so I was adopted when I was seven months old. I was adopted from Guatemala City, Guatemala. Um, it's a little far away. Um, and I was actually adopted close to Christmas right before they shut down the airports for <laughs> Christmas. So it's technically my parents' Christmas present. <laughs> Always fun. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, my birth mom decided to put me up for adoption. And my parents, Kevin and Tiffany, were looking for a son because they could not have a child. Um, and they were praying a lot about it. And uh, for some reason, God pointed them to Guatemala and pointed them to me. Uh, so they came and picked me up. And, yeah, now I have a loving mom and dad and uh, an older brother who is a nurse out in Iowa, who just got married to his wife, um, and being adopted is a little interesting, um, just for the fact of, it feels weird all the time. Growing up, you could kind of tell that, um, like, I went to a very private school, not that there's anything wrong with that, mm-hmm. um, but people there don't necessarily like you if you're different. Mm-hmm. They all want you to be cookie cutter, like, alike to everyone else. Yeah. Um, so I stood out quite a bit, um, I mean, the Basic fact is my parents are Caucasian and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, Latino. So it brings up that whole race background difference, mm-hmm. which is always an interesting time. Um, but it's also cool because people are always asking you, like, hey, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And you have all these people guessing, like, are you Filipino? Are you from Africa? <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Close guess, but no, I'm from Guatemala. So that's always entertaining. Huh. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just interesting having... A family that um, adopted you versus, you know, being born from a family. Whereas, like, you don't always understand family dynamic. And your family dynamic is always very messed up and weird. Mm-hmm. And so that can raise some challenges throughout different things as well. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Thanks uh, for sharing that. And it it definitely is, in a way, it's like it's more special in being adopted. And I, I think I see what you're saying. It's like it definitely can be hard. And this episode isn't about... 
um, racial reconciliation, really. But it's like when you look at the Bible, it's like there's so many different like ethnic groups. It's like Rome is like multicultural. It's like people from all over places. And so that's why Paul wants to go to Rome. He's like he wants all people, you know, Gentile, Jew, everyone to come to Christ. And it's like he says that Jesus broke down the wall of hostility. And so it's like just because we have like we're united in faith doesn't mean we're uniform. It's like unity doesn't mean uniformity. It's like we're not all supposed to be the same. And so that's why I, I think that's significant and really cool, um, even though it's, it can be hard and it's sad when um, you can be felt left out in some cases, right? Yeah, kind of like excluded or judged. Yeah. So, so basically the outline of this podcast for this specific episode is how when we have a right relationship with God, we can have a right relationship with our family and with our friends and with everyone around us. So, But the focus in this is about our families. And so we've all been through things that are that have led us to get hurt because it's inevitable. It's like, I'm a sinner. Jonah's a sinner. Like, we're all, we're all. And so it's like, when we live on this side of eternity, we just have to assume we are going to go through pain and hurt. When I was six, my brother and I, we would go golf karting uh, around the farm that we lived at at the time. And he's driving it and he's like, oh, I'm going to drive into this mailbox. And, you know, me, like I'm a six-year-old, I start freaking out. And it's like, no, you're not. So I, I grab the wheel. I, I start to grab and he's like, moves it. Like, no, I got, no, I do. And we hit the mailbox because I was messing with it. Anyways. I, you know, I cried a ton after that. But the point being, it's like with with siblings and with family, it's like there's going to be pain. You're going to mess stuff up and it's just it's going to happen. You're going to fight. And just when you have when you're doing life with people, it's like there's stuff that's going to come up. And so you've had parts where you've been hurt by your family. So I, would you want to share some of that too, Jonah? Yeah. So um, like Dayton said, like every family has their difficulties at times yeah um and just this is all in grace so if jonah parents if you're listening he loves you a lot and this is all gracious and yeah this is it yeah yeah disclaimer it's 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 being worked out it's been worked out um we're good so far um this is just something from the past um to help you guys relate a little more um so back when i was like what eight nine um something like that um, you know, being adopted, you always feel kind of like, you know, why am I here? Why did like my original parents not want me? Why did these people want me? Like, are they going to keep me? Like, since my original didn't. Hmm. Um, and so there was a time when a comment was made, um, cause I was pretty like sad and angry at different things going on in my life. Um, that my parents made a comment about, you know, what if we put him in a military boarding school? And I took that that full anger level. I went, oh, they don't want me. They don't love me. I'm no longer wanted here. They're going to send me back. They're going to send me somewhere else. They don't want me just like my birth mom didn't want me. Like, all these horrible thoughts were going through my head of, like, well, then I hate them. I'm, they're, they're just awful, evil people. Like, I'm no longer wanted anywhere. And that really broke up our relationship from being positive and strong to then me wondering, you know, well, when is that going to happen? When are they going to ship me off? Like, why don't they love me anymore? Um, kind of just trying to put all my guard and defenses up against them kind of thing. 
And that really kind of drove a, drove a wedge between our relationship then. Hmm. So that was pretty pretty bad. Um, and so it just caused a lot of tension between them and me and my brother and everyone. So we were all kind of on eggshells for a while with that. Yeah. Man, I mean, you t- articulated that really well. And I think from the fact of that we all have insecurities about our lives. And really, there's there's a certain lie that we tell ourselves all the time. And when something like that happens, it just feeds into that. It's like, oh, you actually don't love me. Like, you don't care. And it's like, and it just makes you in more even more insecure. And, just, and like, we're all, like, insecure people just because of our sin. And, you know, we're, we're prideful. And we just want ourselves to be seen better. So it's like, you know, I'm going to hurt try to hurt my brother, like, if I feel like I need to prove myself. Because we haven't addressed that. <laughs> yeah. So as we're doing this, I'm kind of, like, stopping recording and starting back up. So I'm going to be doing some editing. and But just hang in there, guys. And so anyways, Jonah's wanted to share. I, I totally skipped over something. So I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, so, <laughs> like, like I was saying earlier with the thing of um, them mentioning that and me reacting to them saying, you know, oh, maybe it would be good fit for him to go to a military boarding school. What I didn't realize at the time was they were trying to figure out what was for my best interest. Mm. And it wasn't the fact that they wanted to get rid of me. Um, Because I've since talked to them and we've since acknowledged the fact of um, how hard that would be for them and how hard it would be for me. But the fact that they were just trying to figure out what was best um, for all of us and what the most loving and caring thing to do as a family would be and how they could best help and support me in any way possible. And since then, we've moved on and we've gotten through it. And so, and it wasn't just them. It was also me, you Mm -hmm. know, the fact of me being angry and mad and hurt and saying things and doing things I regret doing. Um, But the fact is that they came and they forgave me for it and that I've forgiven them and that we're moving forward. And it kind of made us stronger Mm. just based off of the fact of like, even though we got through such a hard time, we learned how to communicate better and how to have that bond be strengthened by that. Hmm. Would you say, like, if you could go back and if that not to happen, would you even, like, want to change it at all? I don't think so. I mean, in the moment, mm-hmm. probably, because, you know, everyone wants to go back on everything they say and do. Um, but I think without it, our bond wouldn't mm-hmm. be as strong as what it currently is. And our family relationship wouldn't be as open and communicative mm. as it is now. Yeah. No, I think, dude, you're dead on. Like, God uses difficult times to sanctify us. And specifically, relationships God uses to sanctify us. And, you know, when we when we get annoyed at something or angry, it's like, it's pointing out there's something wrong in my own heart that needs to fix. And so families do a great job of, or roommates in the same way or um, the people you're closest to show you that stuff so thanks for sharing that i mean i'm glad it's it's been healed for you guys so basically the bible assumes that relationships on this side of eternity will be messy and they're going to require a lot of work and so whenever you're doing life with someone it's it's going to happen and you're going to have to work at it if you want to have a good relationship with any person and specifically being our families so just ask yourself some of these questions and think about the best relationship that you have that's like most satisfying. You love being with this person. Ask yourself these questions. Have you ever felt misunderstood by the, a certain person? Have you ever been hurt by what the other person said? Have you ever felt like that you've been, you haven't been heard? Have you ever felt like you've been betrayed? Have you ever had to work through a misunderstanding 
And I could keep going with these, you know, have you ever been let down? But the idea is that underneath there's struggles and temptations, even in our best relationships. And since like we're self-centered people because of our sin, it, relationships are supposed to be other-centered. So that's why we have so much trouble about helping other people and being a good brother, daughter, husband, you know, all these things is, is because we're self-centered people at the end of the day. So the idea behind this is that Jesus meets us in the center right now of his, he has died and he's taken on our sin. And so that when we trust in Jesus, not just by a one-time confession, but a life depending on his righteousness, it changes how you live with your family now. So his, God's, Jesus's kingdom is reigning in our hearts now, but it's not here completely yet. I'm not perfect, obviously, you know, (laughs) I've, I've done about 20 things a day already. That's, you know, just turning away from God. And But the thing is that I can still, I can have restored relationships with people around me. And so that's what we're about to get at. And I think one of the keys to that in the trust God with a family is understanding our adoption with God. And J.I. Packer says that if you want to know how well someone understands being a Christian, ask them, how well do they know and understand them being a child of God and seeing God as their father? And that's like one of the indicators of how you live out your faith is by how well you see God as your father. And so Jonah, I think it just if you want to list some things, what does it mean to be adopted? Like what did it mean for you when your parents adopted you? I'd say they just gave me another chance at life, mm-hmm. um, which is a big one because, you know, when you're such a young kid being adopted, um, they brought me to a new place to start a new life. Um, so that's a big one. Um, definitely just um, the feeling of being chosen, you know, like finally someone picked you mm-hmm. and you were good enough for someone. And, you know, that ties into just, um, you know, Feeling like you belong, feeling like you have a purpose, not like um, you. it was an automatic thing, but like they went out of their way to come get you, to choose you, to bring you into their family, to bring you uh, into their relationship, and to welcome you with open arms. Hmm. Um, that's kind of what I view adoption as, is just, you know, being, the word I would say is chosen. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the word. I mean, if I said what is being adopted it's like it's being chosen and like not even like because you were good it's like before like despite like our sinfulness it's like god chooses us so david platt in his book uh follow me he talks about how he went to kazakhstan i think to adopt his son but before they did that before he was even born they were going through paperwork and going through taking physicals to get approved to adopt their son that they didn't even know at the time, that their son, they didn't even know. He wasn't even born. And so the thing is, it's like God, before like we even been born, it's like he's chosen to adopt us into his family. And that just shows his love for us and the, the sacrifice because, because of our sin that he would have to um, go through this really intense adoption process. <laughs> it's like you know adoption processes today are like yeah uh, but the pinnacle of God's love is through Jesus he gave us the most 
precious thing, which was himself. And not just like a small token of affection, but he gave all of himself. And so that he promises to withhold no good thing for those that love him. And even now, when you start thinking about that, it's starting, I think it starts to form my idea of how I love my family. It's like, I don't need to steal love from the family around me because you start to see how much God loves you. So what does that adoption mean to you that when you, when you think about God adopting you into his family through Jesus? It makes me feel like, you know, that I'm being sought after, that I'm being chosen. And being adopted into God's family, I truly believe that I am loved mm-hmm. and that I can love my family and love God with the same love that he had for me. Yeah. And it's like, it's an unwavering. It's like our family, sometimes it's like, our, do I have to like prove myself right now? Or something like that, but it's like, yeah, it's like, no, it's like your, you know, track record isn't what's withholding you because like you've shared your faith, you know, a so amount of times, you read your Bible amount of times, it was like, no, I love you despite your your sinfulness and everything bad about you. And he, he just loves you. It's like a baby. You look at a baby, it's like, the baby did nothing. It diddly squat, the baby did. And you look at that baby, you're like, I love you. <laughs> you know? Do you feel me on that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how God loves us. He loves us like he's looking when we look at a baby. So I have one more thing, and then we'll start moving into some applications of how we can actually love our families, knowing our adoption in God's family. So um, David Platt, again, when he when he took his son home, people would ask him, it's like, oh, like he's so cute. And he's like, do you have any, they asked him like, do you have any children of your own? And he would get really offended about this. And every time he resisted, he had to resist the urge to say, come in real close. We got, we have a secret to share. He's ours. <laughs> and so then they'll ask, you know, look at Caleb, realize he's adopted and said, have you met his real mother? Or, you know, his response would be, quick and clear it's like yeah I'm actually married to her her name's Heather (laughs) and so from this you can see that like he sees him as his own son you know no different and like fully grafted in and receiving all of the benefits of being a child of David Platt or in our case of being a child of God it's like we receive all the benefits of being with God you know, just as Jesus walked and God's favor was on him, it can be on us through faith in Jesus. And that is what empowers us to live a life of where we can, um, a holy life, you know, we, where we can walk becoming sanctified as the Holy Spirit lives in us and helps us to see that. So being into Adopted into God's family means we have full access to God. Like I was saying, like all the benefits. So Romans 8.15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. You can't think of a a closer word than like daddy, you know, than like a little child um, holding on to their father. And so it just shows you the the amount of care and um, through the spirit of adoption that we've received. So practically, like, how does this knowledge, like, affect us? Like, Jonah, do you think, like, when you think about 
practical things, like how would these realities that we've been freed in Christ, received all the blessings of God, become sons of God, and full access, you know, prayer, everything. Like how do you think that plays a role in our relationship with our actual families? Um, I'd say it helps build it to be stronger. Um, helps kind of eliminate any fear or doubt we have in it. Um, and just kind of helps us um, feel like we have a purpose and like feel like our family is truly our family and like nothing or anyone can say mm. anything or do anything to break that or make you feel like it's not true. Yeah. And like I think even with the insecurities, like even the love we don't receive from our family from times we've been hurt, like the situation that you had with your parents is like um, that's hurtful and it, it hurt you. But when you think about how much you're accepted in God's sight, it frees you up to go back and forgive and to um, to live a radically different life. Um, if this was all we had, if, if God didn't exist, and it's like, then I'm living for myself. But since Jesus died for me, it's like I've received a new spirit, a new mind that delights in God, and it's like, I'm freed up. I can go now and forgive. And so that's the first application that I think I wanted to um, throw in is forgive. You know, being uh, thinking about your child of being a child of God helps you to forgive. You know, just a, a pretty simple thing, but it's not easy to do. All right. So the next thing about forgiveness is it doesn't mean you you physically forget what has happened it's like when you've been hurt it's like you're most likely going to remember that for a while but when we're called to forgive and forget it's like my memory isn't erased but it's i'm going to treat that person as if as if it never happened you know like i'm never gonna hold it over your head it's like hey remember this time when you did this to me but it's like it's i'll never bring it up again because that's part of forgiving and I just mimicked throwing something across the room <laughs> and I had nothing in my hand. But that's what we do when we forgive. So the next practical thing we have is just to be honest and communicate with family. I think it's really hard to be intentional and to communicate. So like, do you have any like tips for that? Like how, what, how does it help us to communicate in being in a family? Yeah. So like I said earlier, um, after you go through something like that, um, it kind of does open the door for communication. I'm not saying you have to have a bad thing happen in order for that to happen. Um, but it makes it a lot easier for you to, you know, go back and say, this is what happened, analyze the situation, kind of go over it and say, this is how I could have behaved better on my behalf in order for it to have gone smoothly. Um, and just being open and honest and say, yeah, what I said was in the heat of the moment, and I do regret saying that and being fully honest about it and then saying sorry about it and, you know, going for that forgiveness and then saying, you know, but what you said also hurt me. And so I think if we could figure out a way to talk about that or, like, figure out a way to, like, help each other through that kind of a thing, that's a good thing to, like, um, in order to just, you know, be able to get that communication out there now. Yeah. So. that's good I think as you're talking about it I'm just being convicted because like I feel like I don't do a good job with that my family it's like we're all kind of doing our own thing and never talking about um yeah when when someone else has hurt us it's like when when we're hurt with something it's like or something's bugging you it's like the first best thing you know would or one of the good things is just to talk to them 
about it and communicate. So, thanks. Yeah, no, and like I said, I'm I'm not perfect on yeah. that any means either. So, don't feel too hard. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good for us that we're talking about this. We need it. So the last practical thing we got for you guys is just to pray for your family. And I kind of got this from Paul Miller's book, A Praying Life. And he says the best parenting he does is through prayer. So there was a time when he used to tell his kids like, hey, like one of his daughters has extreme, extreme case of autism where she would get up in the middle of the night and she would start pacing. But not just any pacing, she was like jogging. So she's like waking up the whole house and he would come out and he would, he would yell at her and she would, um, you know, come back. Um, to her room and lay down but it's like there was a time when he just he stopped doing that and he just started praying for her and praying with her and when that happened they actually at right about that time they moved and they found out that one of the um, there was a business nearby that was making noise at night and that was waking her up and getting her moving around so anyways God answered that prayer and um, got them through that and so anyways he says he prays for his family more than he talks to his family about things. And so even um, the last thing we said about communicating, it changes that. It's like before I even communicate, I can think to just pray for them. And um, yeah, pray for them to be changing their character, that God would change their heart on different issues. So our family, we've been looking into getting a dog and we got into some conflict over it. So basically, um, long story short, we were looking at getting a dog that doesn't really shed that much, you know, a golden doodle type deal. And my mom wanted it just to be an outside dog. She grew up that way. And my dad wanted it to be an inside dog because we had the last dog we had was mostly an outside dog. Well, anyways, we had a big debate and we got all mad at each other about it. And we came to no conclusion. But during that time, like my mind wasn't even thinking about praying for our own hearts as we're all getting caught up in this we're not even I it didn't even cross my mind I think it just would have changed my whole disposition during the time of talking about it if I'm just praying for them it's like hey you know God give my mom grace and understanding give my dad grace and um, I think it just changes the way things go down so yeah with that it's like it just it changes how we are as a family, when you know you're a child of God. Tying in with our theme with family, one yeah. thing I have to say is, I don't know if you guys ever watched the Lilo and Stitch movie when you were kids, um, but there's a big thing about Ohana in it. And the thing is, Ohana means family in Hawaiian. And so um, we went there and we got to experience that. And so it's cool because Ohana does mean family. And in the movie they say, family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. And that's very true about our relationships with our parents and family as it is. Like, even when your family moves out of the house or someone grows up, um, you don't get left behind. They're always still going to be your family. And then um, it ties in with our faith life with God, too, as, um, you know, no one's going to get left behind or forgotten by God. He's always going to be there to pick us up when we fall. He's always going to be there um, as our father, you know, to be there in the hard times and the good times. He's never going to leave us behind or abandon us. Um, or make us feel less than he's always going to tell us he loves us and be there to support us like a father would. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. As you're finishing that up, I was like, man, there's there's a lot more we could hit on just from the fact of like how 
God disciplines us and he always and all these different analogies just started coming about God being a father. Unfortunately, uh, as time would have it, we don't have time for that right now. But to finish up, based the review, we had three practical things. One, forgive your family. Number two, be honest, communicate. Three, pray for your family. And to finish off, Jonah has a take-home verse, verse Galatians 4, 4 through 5. So you want to give that to us? Yeah. So it says, But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we, we might receive adoption to sonship. Hmm. Yeah. Jonah and I talked about this verse, and you see how he's comparing the son, and the previous verses he's talking about a slave, specifically a slave to the law. And this person that's under the law is like he's working, he's, he's not getting any of the benefits of being a son, while the son, he's being loved and embraced and has full access to God. So in this verse you see, through our adoption in Christ, God redeems us from the law, from the law, and so we don't have to be, it frees us up from guilt, pride, and despair from trying to work and earn our salvation and justify our existence. So anyways, Galatians 4, 4 through 5, um, when you think about family and adoption um, in your own life, and when you're thinking about that, meditating on it. So anyways, just wrapping up, I mean, it was a pleasure, Jonah. And, yeah, any thoughts? Would you, would you do this again? Would, would you recommend this to anyone else that wants to do a podcast? Um, yeah, I definitely would. It's, it's interesting at times, but it's definitely worth it and gets a good message out there. So I definitely would. Sure. Uh, yeah, man. All right, you want to wrap it up with me? Uh, we'll say that's how you trust God, bro. Okay. Ready? And that's how you trust God, bro.